We give you the praise and the glory and the honor. You are God and you are exalted. Father, we thank you for tonight. We glorify you. We thank you, God, that we could be found in your presence. How beautiful your presence is, O oh God. How wonderful it is. Lord, we consider it an honor to be found in your presence. We consider it an honor, O oh Lord, to be found at your feet. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, that Lord, that you would grace us with your presence, your tangible presence, the one that we can feel and grab a hold of. Pray that you would grace us with that tonight. That Lord, that as we leave, we'll never leave the same, or we'll never leave the same way we came in. Our minds will change, our mindsets will change. Father, we pray that our thinking would even begin to change. Our thinking concerning you, our thinking concerning your work, our thinking concerning what it is to serve you. I pray that our thinking will begin to change. So I bless you and I honor you and I love you and I appreciate you for what you are doing in JCMI and for the beautiful people of God that come Sunday after Sunday, week after week, oh Lord, coming into meetings. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bless them, bless their families, bless their homes. Bless their children. Bless whatever they put into this world, oh God. Uh, 
as they put into the work of God, I pray that a hundred percent of blessings will fall on them. The reward, oh God, for what they do to build the work of God, Father, may it come to them in the name of Jesus. May they never lack a day in their life. May they never know poverty. May they never know lack, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bless them as they build your house. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. You may take your seat. Amen. Hallelujah. Attempt great things for the Lord. Amen. I feel Jesus. I believe the presence of God is here. Amen. And God is going to do something amazing tonight. Amen. I'll pray for us, some of us, after this, after I share this word, okay? Just want to share this word and make sure that I'm okay uh, when dealing with this. Amen. I remember, I remember years ago when I left the ministry prematurely oh i left the first time when i you know you you hear the voice of god and sometimes it's not really the voice of god or it could be the voice of god but the timing is wrong how many of us have ever experienced that god could be speaking but the timing is always wrong we're moving ahead of god and we're not waiting for him that even though god might have given you a word and some of us get words like you know you are you are pastor you're a prophet you're a teacher and even though that that is true and even though the word that they gave you has a lot of weight the challenge is the timing of that word i realize with god that god works with process god is not a microwave blesser amen is he's not a sugar daddy amen you jump in the taxi he pulls out money for you amen god's not a sugar daddy amen he takes time to bless you amen and sometimes god does certain things very quick and sometimes he takes is a process and i always say to people when you know it's really from god the process is important amen the process is needed this needed to train you it's needed to teach you needed to make you strong and without the process you're gonna you're gonna find it very difficult to handle the blessing of God or you're gonna find it very difficult to function in what God has called you to function in why because you avoided the process amen so just bump your neighbor and tell your neighbor don't avoid the process the process is very crucial and it's very important for your growth it's important for your growth and without the process uh, growth will be very uh, very how can i say premature for you when you get to that certain level it'll be premature uh, so i remember when god spoke to me and he told me that i needed to go into full-time ministry and i when i went out i went out pre prematurely the first time i went and man i tell you it was very tough it was difficult you can ask my wife huh? it was very tough it was difficult because i believe that i heard from god but the timing wasn't right the timing wasn't okay but i heard from the lord i just needed to know the right time in order to move and in order to do what god wanted me to do to cut a long story short uh i i i struggled for a while though i would say we struggled for a while and in the time of in the time of struggle god started to explain to me and he started to teach me and he said to me Alistair in your definition what do you think is working for me it's from what I want to talk to you about what do you think is working for me and I truly believed it in my heart that I was working for the Lord because 
I was spending at least maybe six hours or majority of my time in the presence of God praying and and reading the word of God and you know just seeking the face of God hours upon hours so I thought in my in my little mindset that I was truly working for God because I was praying and I was reading the Bible and the Lord said to me again Alistair what do you think is working for me I said Lord I'm, I'm working for you I'm doing pray I'm doing reading the word he says how would you approach somebody that works for somebody that is like a, a normal secular boss and somebody that's for the Lord how would you how would you approach it he says in a normal I said to him in a normal secular job most of us go to work from some of us five to whatever time some of us six to whatever time you know maybe to four or six to six depending on your job and the requirements of your job uh, you either work six to six brother Dennis is working not six to ten uh, 10 p.m. you know so depending on the requirements of the job he says okay perfect I understand that you got it right so he says why do you work for me why don't you not work for me you spend time with me but you don't work for me but you say that you are full-time doing my work and you are serving me but why aren't you working for me so he says I want to create a picture in your mind what working for me truly is because I never get it I never really get it and stuff because I just thought that it's praying and it's just you know spending time in the presence of God he says will your boss pay you at the end of the month <laughs> if you just go into his office and sit and talk to him the whole day he said will the boss pay you just for fellowship just because he likes you and you like him and you just sit with your boss or your manager and you're having cool conversations will he pay you he said no he won't I said no Lord he won't pay you he says because you have decided to work for me it is my responsibility to make sure that you are taken care of and that I provide for you but you must understand what working for me truly is I'm just giving you a testimony of me right so anyway after a while the, I started to understand what he was saying and then from the morning from six o'clock in the morning to around eight o'clock I started to wake up 6 a.m. to start to pray I never wake up 8 a.m. to pray anymore I started to wake up six o'clock to pray so when I woke up six o'clock to pray I knew that was my quiet time and my fellowship with the Lord that was my time with God and then when it reached eight o'clock or to nine o'clock or so I would get myself ready like how everybody would get themselves ready to go to work I would get myself ready to go and win souls and that time there was no church or anything like that you know office or whatever but I went as a normal day job I went to go sister Sandra knocking on people's doors 8 a.m. in the morning 9 a.m. I just came to tell you about Jesus <laughs> I just came to tell you about the goodness of God I just came to tell you about the mercy of God and I would go and I would pray and I would finish at least around two or three o'clock and I'll be making barefoot not like I mustn't lie barefoot on my feet you know walking walking and going to do this here and then God started to open doors and then God says now I'm going to pay you because you work for me so then when there was a lady not even in the church she came to one of the meetings and she was really blessed by the meetings and she started to sow each and every single month she started to sow 2,000 Rand in into my account 
every single month the lord says i'm paying you and then there was another guy that started to sow five thousand rand into my account the lord says i'm paying you i'm paying you and that time it was it wasn't we, ne- we never have a church we never have a building we want we want gathering you understand and god says i'm just paying you and faithful to it five five thousand he would give me and then two thousand and then i realized that even though this was going on for a while i knew that i wasn't ready at that time for full-time ministry because it was a lot it required much and where i was when one day that lady that started to sow the two the one that sold two thousand she backed out on sewing she backed out on giving because of her own personal things and you know me i never ever go to you and say why you stop giving i just let her be she stopped giving because it was at that time where she had to stop give, giving because god wanted to speak to me at that time where god was showing me that i must never ever not for one moment in my life whenever i do ministry trust in man's finances to to cause me to survive but i must always trust in him and ever since then it has always been that mindset for me to trust in God to do it God uses men but I trust in God and he uses the men to do it but I don't trust in the man to do it I trust in the God to do it because God can you cannot do it one day and God will raise up somebody else to do it one day but if I'm dependent on you then it means that I'm a slave to you now you understand so i have to depend on him so even if you silence god is not silent he'll raise up somebody else and which is an amazing thing about god the bible says some trust in horses some trust in chariots but as for me i trust in the name of the lord amen and that's the mindset that you must have is that you must trust in the name of the lord that even though you know hey tosh and sister peggy come here one minute please just come here one minute you know one of the things I really admire about him and um, especially when it comes to their work I want them to come here in the front because I want to just share something I know it's, it's not really private and stuff like that but I remember Tosha came to me and they and she says they boss hey they fighting with us at work they they pushing us now to take this vaccine they they really get into the point where we must write letters and stuff and she you want to want to share it or must i share it you want to share it or, okay so they they really pushing us to to write letters and to say the reason why and and this and that and i think you were the only two that stood up and says you know and the manager came to them and said you are going to lose your job tasha you're going to think about your children think about your family think about what they're going to eat think about all of that and they stood their ground and they said absolutely not i will not be controlled in basically in my in my head, i will not be controlled and they said no the boss said you're going to get fired it's now out of my hands listen to the boss said it's out of my hands we can't do it in you are not Tasha and sister Peggy no we're not signing it write a letter they wrote a letter Tasha you what you say you don't even know what letter you wrote you just gave us something no you're going to get fired everybody said you're going to get fired they still stood their ground because they had a conviction inside of them that no that even though God will close this door the God that we serve, my 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 dependence is not on the job. My dependence is on the Lord. And even though He would close this door, I believe and I trust that He would open another door. But she never, they never compromise their conviction, their truth. They never compromise their truth uh, for money, in a sense, yeah? for money, in a sense, for for the job. So as as time went by, they still said no. Everybody was taking it left, right, and center. They still said no. Came again, no. 
up until now they still say no up until now they still haven't fired him even though they have written to fire him they still standing and it's only because of the goodness of god is because they decided that even though that in my goal my source and my trust is in the name of the lord and because of the name of the lord that they stood for they still standing in their positions let's give them a hand for being resilient to stand and say the devil is a liar i will not do it amen god bless you guys so much amen that, that's powerful right that's powerful why because you understand and i always say and i've shared this too many times i said to you that if I understand that you your your job is important for you and everybody that is here I understand that your work is is absolutely 100% important for you but if you are solely dependent on it and not God then there's a mistake remember what I said what you don't give up will get taken away from you what you don't give up will get taken away from you there was a sister within the church I'll share this quickly before I get into the word she was in the church they pressured her I'm talking about pressure like you know me I'm personally you know me I'm not vaccinated right and I, I don't I don't apologize for that and if you are vaccinated I'm not I'm not there's no discrimination around you 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 get what I'm saying it's not like oh because you're vaccinated or oh, something's wrong with you spiritually it's your conviction it's your truth you you deal with it on a personal level you don't even need to tell us whether you vaccinate or, or not you understand that's your your team you deal with it and you deal with it with God mainly and stuff you have that peace with the Lord besides anyone else right so there was this girl that came and it was a it was at the time where they just started to spring it on us about the vaccine and and she never tell me that she was taking the vaccine and they said that you will not be you will not come into this factory remember what i said the thing that you hold on to if you don't lose it it will be taken away from you right so she was holding on to the job and then she took the vaccine and guess what the two weeks or a week after she took the vaccine they ended the contract they ended the contract she came to my office she was crying it's because she didn't inside of her she had that conviction that i don't want to do this i don't want to take it but she's thinking in her mind my job she's thinking in her mind what she's going to do but the very thing she was holding tight on to the very thing she thought that was so valuable to her was the very thing that was taken her the enemy used it to take her away from her she's still okay she's trying to she's still serving the lord or she's trying to still push on to serve god but the very thing that you know, that's why the bible says Psalmist says some trust in horses some trust in chariots but me i will trust in the name of the lord remember the bible says in i think it's in kings the bible says when elijah was by the brook there was a famine in the land and elijah was by the brook sister zaini and the bible says the brook dried up that meaning is his, his source of sustenance was gone it was dry it was no more no more income no more money no more no more provision it dried up but god sent a raven a greedy bird to come with meat a greedy bird that would eat meat had meat in its mouth to come and give elijah it means that god owns the cattle on a thousand hills the silver and gold belongs to him god ministers to men and i'm telling you something god would minister to somebody about your condition and somehow some way and i'm sure anyone can testify that they remember there was a time they had nothing there was a time they were broke and somebody came and even gave them a hundred rand somebody came and even gave them meat somebody came and even gave them groceries 
you can remember time why what god is trying to point to you god is trying to point to you when everything dries up there's one thing that still stands and that's me that's what he's trying to say to you that's what he's trying to get to you so when this lady stopped providing the lord said to me i'm your source i will provide for you and it was from that day my mind changed about how i see men and my mind even changed about how i saw men with money and many bosses can't say that and even thinking about it it breaks my heart many pastors can't say that many pastors can't say it because most of them are in the pockets of the wealthy in their church because the wealthy in the church fund their lifestyle as for me you know me i'm even comfortable with riding a bike to church i'm comfortable with walking to church i don't need you to bless me with a car if you want to bless me with a car bless me with a car i'm cool with that that'll be cool i've never been blessed with a car before you understand bless me with a car you want to bless me with a house bless me with a house i've never been blessed with a house but don't think you blessing me with it is going to make me change my mind about how i see you doesn't 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 people can put 50 or thousands in my hand i will not change my mind about you i will not give you a title because you gave me money never ever not in this church never so you understand what i'm saying so some trust in horses some trust in chariots but make sure you are confident in this one thing that i trust in the lord and most of the times god wants to prove you know god he puts you to a test he wants to prove to see if you really trust in him it will be the last hour when you don't know what to do hey have you ever had that moment sister sandra you finished you're broken you stressed out you crying you don't know what to do god wants to see in that moment will you call sally will you call jane will you call mike will you call this one he wants to eat it's a test you think it's happening in the last hour for nothing no it's a test to see in that crucial moment what will you do because you okay to trust god see like now it's okay to try uh, oh me i'm trusting god this rent will be sorted out the crucial moment will come is when it's the sixth or the seventh and you know you need to pay rent and you got no money for rent <laughs> you think i'm playing when i'm talking like this that crucial moment when it's what i call it 11th hour where you try to sustain all that you can try you've done the landlord's knocked on your door you say don't worry it's not your time tomorrow i'll give you your money but you don't not even have one rent to give and in that moment god is saying will you still trust me but most of us fail the test hey brother please hey brother hey brother hey hey sister hey brother hey sister hey brother hey 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 sister hey 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 sometimes when it happens you just got to be still quiet and have that confidence he's coming through I feel the anointing when I said that day, that even though it looks bleak and dry, ah, he's still coming through. Even when I can't see my way out of it, ay, he's still coming through. Even though the bills are piling up, he's still coming through. I've not trusted in my job. I've not trusted in my friends. I've not trusted in my family. I've shut him all out and I've even learned to not even say to anybody, I need something. Yeah. Yeah. Sister Sandra, that's powerful. I've learned to not say to anybody I need something 
and watch how the provision comes because you say I trust in you Lord for it you hearing what I'm saying so make sure you trust in God so then I started to learn now what's working for the Lord like and how God takes care of his children takes care of it you might not have the millions you might not have the thousands you might not have steaks and and you know lasagnas and pizzas and all these things but you eat every night you sustained every night that's a reason for you to rejoice and celebrate because other people don't have that that's a reason for you to rejoice and celebrate and be content Paul says I've learned how to be I've learned to have much and I know what it's like to have nothing and I've learned to be content in all things Yo! so some of us need to have that same mindset I know what it's like to have much and I know what it's like to have nothing but I've learned one simple art to be content in all situations amen and and this is the problem now the problem now and and I want you to see this it's very important that you see this and we're going to talk about Solomon now we're going to talk about Solomon I was going to talk to you about Jacob but I want to talk to you about Solomon the name Solomon Solomon was David's son right but the name Solomon means peace peace Solomon is another name for peace right Solomon was one of the most wealthiest wealthiest men around and you kind of likely to describe Solomon with Donald Trump with his wealth Solomon would be Donald, Donald Donald Trump would be the Solomon of today very wealthy lots of riches lots of wealth and when you become wealthy such as somebody like Solomon or such somebody like uh, what's his name Donald Trump somehow some way most people don't see it sister Zaini but somehow some way money if you're not strong in the Lord one of the greatest tools for the of the enemy you know you you hear preachers preach and say you're gonna get your money you're gonna get your money you're gonna prosper you're gonna sometimes money is a dangerous tool in the hands of people especially when it comes to your relationship with God and serving God and I realize even in my life and I'm, I'm not I'm not afraid to say it in my life I would pray from Monday maybe I'm praying from Monday to Friday hey but when I get money I get like more happy like you know you this this excitement in you you're supposed to pray brother Dennis but you know you normally have a prayer time that you pray 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 but now you got money in your account you got money in your pocket and your schedule for prayer changes now because you got all this money and you need to go to something with this money you need to go buy you need to go somewhere because you got this money because it's like your schedule changes it is like money shift shifted you around have you, I'm coming I'm never said that day you had all Monday to Friday but now that you got money you told yourself you're going nowhere now that you got money you got somewhere to go <laughs> so it's like money shifts your direction around you were spending time with God you were focusing on the word you were reading now that the money came it's like hey we need to go somewhere man hey we need to go sort out something hey I'm testifying me myself I'm telling you yes you want to say something Lisa closer to the the beast yes the beast yes 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 okay yeah, I get there yeah true 
true. It's like money. Yo, 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 yo. Unless you are spiritually strong and can handle it, you won't be able to. And this is one of the reasons I find rich men that serve God very well, very attractive. Not in that, that way. I mean, like, it's something that I, it's something that you want. You know what I'm saying? You're wealthy and you can serve God with the way you serve God, with all the money that you have. I find it very attractive. Even a lady, I find it very attractive that you can serve God with such zeal and such passion and you got so much money. Is that your money is not as a distraction for you. You still press on, you still push, you still do what you need to do. That's very attractive for me. It's like I want to learn your secrets. You understand? Now you got some of the people that say they serve in the Lord, business people that say, oh, I'm serving the Lord. But they don't really, they don't really have that zeal and that passion for God. They have their drinks now and again. They, you know, they smoke every now and again. And they compromise. Most of the time, people with money, you would always see people with money compromise somehow. It's rare that you would find a few of them that don't compromise. And Solomon had lots of wealth and lots of riches. And one of the things, we're talking about attempting great things for God, right? And in, attempt, and in Solomon attempting all these things, people would come all over to listen to Solomon. I'm continuing from this morning. People would come all over to listen to Solomon and, and listen to his wisdom and see the wealth that he has. Because he was very rich. Queen of Sheba came and says, I heard of your wealth, but when I came now, I see that this is something more powerful. But even Solomon Leo, in all his riches, and in all his wealth, and in all the houses, and in all the buildings, and in all the things that he has done, because he's very successful. Donald Trump is very successful. I get amazed at this one simple scripture that I'm about to show you in Ecclesiastes chapter 2. I think it's 2 from 4 to 11. I'm going to show you something very important. That in all the wealth that he had, and in all the riches that he had, he gets to a point where he starts to list everything that he has accomplished. And then he says something so profound that shifts the direction. And I think some of us need to take the lead from Solomon and understand what he is saying. And he goes on to say that everything is vanity. No, Solomon, you, you're confusing me now. You've worked so hard to build those houses. You've worked so hard to build those cars, to have those cars. you worked so hard for all these riches that people were shocked at the amount of wealth that you have. And now you're telling me that money is useless? All that you have done and all that you have accomplished, you are saying now, it's useless? Something's wrong with this dilemma. You know why? Is that Solomon understood <laughs> that one important principle, that it's not money that you're going to take when you go to the afterlife. It's not money that you're going to take to when you go to heaven. It's not your wealth, it's not your house, it's not your car. Like I was explaining this morning, he understood it and that's why he said, useless. What? Doesn't make sense. How can you say that it is useless? You know when, when something becomes useless? You know when does something become useless, Sister Sandra? When you find something more, more value, the thing that you have built becomes useless because you found something more valuable. So that thing becomes useless. Do you understand? So he realized that even though he had all these things, he realized that what was more valuable was God. So all those other things became useless. 
Bishop Dag puts it like this, and we're going to pray shortly. Bishop Dag puts it like this. He says that people only understand or know what it's like to or or can have a sense of urgency. Most of us don't have a sense of urgency when it comes to working for God or doing things of God. That's why I say people are just comfortable with Sunday service morning. And that's no sense of urgency for anything greater. No sense of urgency. There's nobody that would ever achieve anything great for God if you are just happy with a Sunday service. I've never seen anybody. Show me somebody. Show me somebody that's achieved something great for God that was just a Sunday attender. I've never seen anything. I'm talking about not creating business, not creating the world, something great for God. I don't I can't see it. There's no testimony of that. So that's what I'm saying that most of us are just comfortable with that, but we don't do anything extra. And you think that you say, God, pour out your anointing, pour out your grace on me, use me as a minister, as a pastor. The way you behave now is an indication of how your church will behave when you pastor. Oh, you don't like me. Today, I'm just using an example. If today I raise, as I raise up Jalen and I say, Jalen, I want you to go pastor a church. And Jalen, you only in church on a Sunday. I don't see you any other time. What fruit will she produce where she goes? Sunday fruits. That's a nice one. Sunday fruit. You Sunday fruit, my daughter. Sunday fruit. Why? Because there's nothing in you that encourages, there's nothing, they don't see work in you. You see, when I look at Pastor Johnny Krobler, Pastor Johnny Krobler is one person that works. That work, it's rare to find. That's why when you look at even Durban Christian Center, the church doesn't just grow like that. No, I'm telling you, a church doesn't just grow like that. It's impossible for a church just to grow like that for nothing. It means that someone is putting in the work. I look at Bishop, Archbishop, Archbishop. I look at the amount of people that he has in all his branches. His church is like five, six thousand, six thousand members in all his branches. I look at it and I see that man has proven a work ethic when it comes to serving God. And his pastors can't slack there to have that same work ethic so that they can produce results as well. Imagine in all his branches, he got nothing less than six thousand people. I was shocked. Because I'm, I'm following him now and I'm looking, I'm like, I'm shocked. It's because of the work ethic. But now, you want to do something great for God. You look at people like Archbishop, you look at Bishop like uh, Chiri Jakes, uh, all these other men of God that you admire. And you say, hey, I want that anointing. And you don't put in no work for that anointing. You don't put in no effort for that anointing. I'm telling you now, you will not get it. Maybe you'll get something, but you will not produce anything that he has produced because you got, you're lazy. And I think that's one of the, I think that's one of the, the things, Deline, that it is, it's laziness. All the excuses of Luke chapter, number, what scripture, were you there? What scripture I read yesterday in the opening? Luke 7, I think it was 7 or 14. Luke 14, I think it was. The excuses of Jesus calling them. What he was calling him, he was calling him to the great supper. He was calling him to come and work. In other words, God is calling you to come and work. And each and every single one of them, I just got buckled. Hey, I'm married now. Hey, I need to take care of my wife. I can't come. Hey, check here. I just bought a property and I need to make sure my property is sorted out. I can't come. All these little excuses that prevent you from doing the work of God. I got so much to talk to you today about, but I'm, I'm trying to limit it. But I want you to understand something that, and I even said it last, last, last Sunday night. Huh? I said to Zaini, we don't have a lot of time. I admire you, Sister Zaini. I admire Sister Sandra. I admire you guys. Wanting to do open ears. 
wanting to work serve the lord apart from pastor apart from me saying let's go and do an opening you want the zeal you want the passion you want to go and you want to go do it and 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 it's and you know you don't have lots of years on your life it's not even a it's not a mystery it's not a mystery so, Sandra, you know you don't have 50 more. Maybe we have to pray for the grace. You never know. You never know. You never know. But you understand. But it will be a come a time when your body won't be able to do it. But now that you guys are still, you still can. You're saying that I must make sure that I want to hear those words as well. Well done, good and faithful servant. So they, they want to do it. They want to go. But Emmanuel goes with them. They want to go. They want to do it. They want to do openings. They want to work for God somehow in some capacity. Because your time, your clock is ticking. So he says, Bishop Dex says, the only time people realize the value of working for God is when they can't work for God anymore. While that is deep, when you can't work for God anymore, then you realize the value of wanting to work and working for God. Now that you have it, you don't see the value. But only when you can't do it, you see the value. It's like it's like relationships. When the person's gone, you realize how valuable that person was in your life. But the person's present now, you don't really see the value of that person. But let that person leave and go. You would hit yourself. If I knew, I would I would have treated you differently. I would have treated you better because now I see now in your absence that you are valuable. Yo! So sometimes so it means that we don't know what value is even if it slaps us in our face. We don't know what serving God is even if it slaps us in our face. Because we have it close by us. So he says you only realize the value when it's God. So Solomon gets to the next point. He says everything is vanity. Let's look at Ecclesiastics, right? Hope you're learning something, amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verses 4. Let me look on the screen. 2 verses 4, right? He says, this is Solomon talking, right? I make great works. I build many houses. Hey, Jesus, won't you want to have something like that? I make great works. He says, I built many houses. I planted many vineyards. Next verse. I made, I made me gardens and orchards and I planted trees in them all, all of kind uh, sorry I planted trees in them of all kind of fruits next verse I made me pools of water to water there with the wood that bring it for trees Yo, look at this guy I got me servants and maidens and had servants born in my house also I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. Child, this man was wealthy. Verses 8. I gathered me also silver and gold, a peculiar treasure of kings and of provinces. I got many men singers and women singers, and they delight of sons of men as musical instruments, and that of all sorts. Verses 9. So I was great. So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also, my wisdom remained. Look at this man, what he is saying. He's explaining of how great he is, Brother Dennis, and how mighty he is. And let's go to verses 10. And whatsoever my eyes desired, I kept not from them. Look at that. Whatever my eyes desired, he's basically saying, I got it. 
If my eyes wanted it, imagine how many of us can say that. If my eyes wanted it, I got it. Hey, Solomon got even to the point if your eyes wanted your your wife, he will get your wife. No, oh, you think I'm playing games? <laughs> if he wanted your wife, he would get your wife as well. He says, I withheld not my heart from, from any joy. For my heart rejoiced in all my labor. And this was my portion of all my labor. Verses 11. Then I looked on all the works that my hands have wrought. And on the labor that I have labored to do. And behold, it gets sad now. All was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. Yo, 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 yo. You think I was telling lies this morning, huh? And there was no profit under the sun. I'm actually feeling like a grieved in my spirit reading this. I feel grieved in my spirit. He says, all of it is vanity. All of it is useless. That's why I want to encourage you. And I was, I was saying that I think two weeks before when we were talking about the young people. Don't allow them not to be in the presence of God. I mean, I'm telling you, even if your child is a nag, make your child be a nag in the presence of God. There's, there's some parents that go home because their child, children are worrying them. Let them be a warrior. The presence of God will quiet them down someday. But don't go home because of your child. Let them stay in the... It will, as they grow up, they would indicate that because I was naughty, every time I'm naughty or every time I do something wrong, I can't come to God. I can't come to God. I can't come to church. Make sure they are here. Make sure they are here. When there's, if they're naughty and you're trying to ground them, yeah, tell them if there's, there's lots of fun, I want you to sit there. Don't enjoy the fun. <laughs> Just sit there. You're grounded. You're not allowed to enjoy the fun with everybody else. That we used to do it, Leslie. And they're like, uh-uh. They're having fun there. You're grounded. You enjoy the presence of God, but don't enjoy the fun. <laughs> don't enjoy the fun. Why, what, I'm trying, what I'm trying to say to you, what I'm trying to say to you is that keep them in the house of God. Because that way change can come for them. Amen. Are you still with me today? Amen. I don't have a lot of time. So Solomon, in all his wealth, in all his finances, he says there's no profit for it under the sun. Everything is vanity. So why are you attempting to be successful financially and just not happy with being content? Why are you tramping on others, talking bad about others, bashing other people so that you can get promoted and they mustn't be promoted because you are chasing off the money? Are you not content? Are you not happy? Do you eat? Do you have a roof over your head? Do you have the basic supply? And if you have the basic supply, be content with what you have. Don't chase after something. Don't chase after something that will pull you away from God. Don't chase after something that will distract you. That one day of all the getting you had, of the driving those nice cars or living the way you want to live and achieving such success, you'd lose. 
sorry you'd lose your relationship with God the next scripture I would like to point to you today is about a rich fool someone say a rich fool Luke chapter 12 verses 16 to 21 a rich fool Luke 12 16 to 21 Are you ready? And he spoke a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. March verse 17. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. Next. And he said, This will I do. I will put down my bonds and build greater, and there will I bestow all my... Now you see... Most of the times when you hear something like this, it's always when, it's, when they're trying to encourage you to give. Have you ever heard somebody preach this when it's time to give? I'm going to give you a twist now to this, right? So, what, what, what does the preacher say? They say that God is about to increase your capacity. The, the amount that God is about to give you, your, your heart, you, you, it's too small to contain. But God is telling you to increase, go greater. He's about to add more, he's about to add more. Uh-uh. The scripture is not talking about that, but let's go, right? Verses 19. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thou ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Next verse. But God said unto him, This is the important part. Thou fool, this night your soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be? Which thou has provided. No man, look at this. He's accomplished all this wealth. He's increased his bonds, brother Emmanuel. He got so much money. And then he says, I'll take it easy because I got lots of money to last me a lifetime. He says, I'll take it easy. I'll relax myself. This money is going to last a long time. But God had to stop him in his tracks. God had to remind him you are a fool because even though you are planning this great achievement for yourself your soul will be required of you tomorrow and then who's going to take all your money that you've worked so hard for it feels like robbery man it feels like you have been robbed <laughs> I feel like we've been robbed in life it feels like you've been robbed Zama you're working so hard for your sewing business you toil and you toil and you toil and you toil. Your business is, you got a brand all over South Africa. You have just reached the pinnacle of your business. You couldn't come to church, you couldn't worship, you sacrificed church, you sacrificed, you sacrificed so much. And you're at pinnacle now where you never get to enjoy your money yet. You made it, but you never enjoy it. And that is the night God requires your soul. And somebody else gets your money. It feels like you are you've been cheated out in life. It feels like someone's robbing you, Tosha. It feels like somebody's robbing you. You working on you have to go to a boss that shouts at you every day. Make you feel small. And you have to sit there and listen. You feel like you've been robbed. You feel like something is wrong. But if we call it, I remember Pastor Johnny, you say, he says, it's called the rat race of life. It's a rat race. He says, I will take down my bonds. 
and will bigger ones to hold all of my possessions. His money was so much here. He's a rich fool. Because the day he decided that he wants to enjoy his wealth, somebody else enjoyed it. And I want to take your attention to another guy. A rich young man. Hey, let's go to the scripture, right? Let me see where I am, right? It feels like we are being robbed. <laughs> but this is what God wants to. How many of us remember Matthew 6:33? Anybody can quote it? Seek some, yeah, you did. That's the principle of life. I'm going to tell you now, that's the principle of life. Yeah, she got it, yeah. That's the principle of life. But many of us don't understand that principle of life. The principle of life, it's a principle. Even though you might enjoy your wealth and your riches here, but the principle of life is that if you seek God, God will add everything for you. That's the principle of life. You know, there's nothing that you can do about it that will change that. God will see that you are seeking Him and He'll start to add it and you will enjoy it. But your main priority is seeking Him. While He's adding, you're still seeking Him. You are not laboring and you are not building anything. It's not your labor. It's not your toil. You are doing what? Seeking the Lord and doing the work of God, which is one of the greatest honors and pleasures. And God, imagine getting something that you did not work for. Imagine living in a house that you did not buy. Imagine driving a car that you did not buy. But all you did was do the work of God and God started to add and bless you. Look at this amazing principle. Look at this amazing principle, the secret of life, the secret of success. We should do His will. And He does whatever He needs to do. He starts to add. He starts to add. He starts to add. He starts to add. Living in houses that you did not own. Yo, I even, I, sometimes even with my wife, we don't even stress about some things like that. I say, I live in a house I never buy. Personally, I live in a house. I live in a house that I never buy. I'll drive a car that I never buy. I prophesy that over my life. I say, as long as I'm serving the Lord, I will drive a car that I never buy. From toil and work. From toil and sweat and suffering. I reject that truth. I reject that principle. I'm telling you, I reject, I reject toiling for stuff. That was under the curse. When God cursed man, he says, you will toil for everything that you wanted. You will work by the sweat of your brow. You will toil. It's under the curse. It's under Pharaoh's curse. You think I'm lying to you? It's in the Bible. It's under the curse. So i got to get to a point in my mind where even when, you, when you're working, that's why work has always been associated with purpose. Work must be associated with purpose. But anyway, that's for another time, right? Okay, let's look at that young man. Ramon, how are you doing, Ramon? Good to see you. Bless you. Mark 8, verses 36. The Bible says, What will it profit a man? (laughs) 
To gain what? So what is important? Is your soul or the world more important? Your soul is more important. But why you are trying to focus on the world and your soul is dead? Soul is dying. You're focusing. What am I trying to do? I'm not trying to get you to leave your job. Please don't get me wrong. If that's what you think this message is about, don't, don't, don't get it like that. What I'm trying to get you to understand is that you have been doing and you've been doing everything in your power to attempt great things so that you can be successful, to attempt great things so that you can get money, but there's less of anything that you've attempted for God. There's nothing that you have attempted to do for God. What great thing that you have done for God? So I'm trying to show you that all this thing that you are chasing after, that you sacrifice in the name of my job, that you sacrifice the things of God in the name of money, you sacrifice the things of God in the name of uh, going somewhere, going on a holiday, going on a vacation, going on all this. It doesn't work. It doesn't mean nothing. It has no value compared to the things of God. They're meaningless and they vanity. But you sacrifice working for God for it. And you labored, you labored. And when you die, guys, I want you to know that this is serious. One day, I want to use these, the young people. Maybe we'll even start Friday. I want to use the young people to do a skit. To, to understand this one important thing that even got emotional this morning. That I want to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. That must be your number one goal. That must be your pursuit. That must be what you are chasing after. I told my wife knows, isn't I'm single? Yes, she knows. She tells you I'm single. Very single. That's my mindset. I'm single, I'm married and I'm single at the same time. I got a dual relationship here. Single and married. Because when it comes to the things of God, she's second. When it comes well, when it comes to God, she's second. In the last sorry, she don't like when I touch her hair, but anyway. When I was in a, in, in another church, they told us that God first, family second, and ministry, the work of God lost. And I said, you can't separate Leo, God and ministry, God and work. You can't. Because if God says, Leo, uh, Leo, go to Cape Town. And you say, no, I'm not going. Who are you denying? God. Because of your wife. So, Lord, I'm sorry I never go. Because I had to respect and honor my wife. You gave me her. So I must sit down with her and listen to what she said. Because I have to submit to her. And you place... You placed your wife above God's voice over your life. And you placed your wife above God's authority over your life. Her authority is more important than what God says. Because you know why? We have, we have concluded in our mind that serving God is praying and reading our Bible. And everything else is ministry that we don't have to do. But as long as we pray and read our Bible, that's fine. That's serving God. And everything else afterwards, not, it's not really important. Your quiet time is your quiet time. In order to maintain a relationship with God, you need prayer. And it's in that relationship that you maintain with God. Majority of the time, God will tell you to do stuff. And if you say you can't do it because of that, you don't value Him. You don't honor Him. 
But anyway, that's for another time, right? So what will it profit you to gain this whole world? To have the world in your hand whenever you talk, people are, wow, brother Aiki, yo, yo, yo. Hey, people love you so much and yet lose your soul and your soul, your spiritual life is declining and declining and dying and dying and dying. I told you, our church is a very spiritual church. I don't talk to you about all these other things. I talk to you about your spirit, your relationship with God, your soul getting that right. So that thing must be right, brother Aiki. If that part of you is not right, when you die, you would have, hey, he was a lani. Hey, he had lots of money, but his soul died. His soul was lost. May it never be your testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. That's why when we, when we, when like we talk about something coming clean in the church, I mean, the excitement in you must be so much. It's like you just want to do something for God. You'll clean, even if you were cleaning the church by yourself, you'll clean. When we say evangelism, outreach, you jump to the occasion because there's somebody that you can reach. There's somebody that you can talk. When we say join this department, usher, do what? There must be something in you that jumps to the occasion. Why must, it, why must you jump to the occasion? Because all you want to do is serve the Lord. All you want to do is worship God. All you want to do is make sure you are being actively involved in God's work. But you rather sit and watch Isidingo Generations or your favorite series than work for God. Mavango and all these things and then work for God. While you're sitting watching, listen to this, right? While you're watching your Mavango and your Isidingo, there's a sister in the church that is out there working for God. And you would wonder to yourself, why is the favor of God on them? Why is God blessing them? Why is God allowing them to be in the position that they are in? Why? And favor would become unfair to you be like it's unfair i go to church every time but how come it's no it's that sister works that sister does. and let me tell you something let me come this side hello hope how you hope you okay hope you're listening to what i'm saying let me let me tell you something sister Zaini. i think me and Deline discussed it long time ago if your child leo doesn't do what you tell them don't listen to you. Don't listen to your instructions. You tell him to go there. They're like, ah, no. It's, it's like your heart doesn't lean towards their child because their child is very disobedient and they don't listen to you. But then you have another child that is easily responsive to what you want them to do. Hey, go and buy this. Go. When you go to the shop, even though it might seem unfair or funny or people might think it's strange, your mindset when you buy, you go and buy for the child. You're thinking of the child that does for you. But now because you're a father, you can't buy for only one child. <laughs> you're like, hey, I just have to buy for you. You know what I'm saying? But your mindset was that because that child there is obedient and that child listens. Imagine, think about how God thinks of you. Those that do His will. I'm telling you now, we say God loves everybody. God's closer to those that do His will. He's more closer to those that do His will. More closer. We're all children of God, but for those, he'll come and he'll tell you a secret that he won't tell everybody else. He says, there's nothing Lyle, I will do that I will not tell. He called Abraham, my friend Abraham. Why? Because he was much closer to him. Did his will. So God is more closer to the... Hey guys, grab this truth that I'm giving you. Grab this truth that I'm giving you. Don't just be comfortable with coming to church on a Sunday. There's more for you 
that God wants you to do. God has a mandate. God has a purpose. And who's going to fulfill that purpose on the earth? It's you and me. But when we sit back and do nothing, we miss, we miss it. And I've decided and I said to myself, and that's why I even said and I put it in the church group, whoever needs a visit, wherever. That's why I'm trying to get into the schools on a Monday, on a Tuesday, and a Wednesday, and a Thursday. I want to get into hospitals. I want to get into the clinics. I want to get into the rehabs. I want to go somewhere. I'm planning my calendar now to be, to be extremely busy during the day. And I know I'm busy in the night, I'm mainly busy in the night, but trying to get extremely busy during the day, extremely busy. That even when people come for counseling, I'm like, hey, we'll have to arrange a day, I have to look for some space. Because I'm so busy doing work, even though counseling is work, but I'm, I'm so busy going out to find a soul. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not here to come and sit and put my feet around by a desk. I wish we had enough money to employ somebody so I could teach them to do that work. Because now you go into my office, you just see the papers piling up. All the admin that's there. I wish we had enough money to get somebody to go and do it. So I can focus on other things. I'm telling you, I mean it's important. Now, what will it profit you to gain the whole world and lose your soul? I'm almost done, right? I've got two more guys just to speak to you. One more, actually. Yeah, two more. So, we want to look at uh, Matthew chapter 19 from verses number 17. We're going to look at the rich young ruler. Rich young ruler. When, I talk, when you hear me talking about this money and all that, I'm not talking about just work. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about achievements as well. Anything that you deem valuable and i said it this morning lyle what you deem valuable is not valuable to god you get what i'm saying what you deem as important god looks at it as nothing remember yes thank you lord remember paul says everything i considered i i considered as nothing done for the excellency of knowing christ remember that scripture just somebody find it for me please i consider everything as lost just of the excellency of knowing Christ. He's like, he's more important. More, I'm telling you guys, this, this preaching that I'm preaching now, I'm going to preach it a long time. This attempt great things for God. I'm going to preach it a long time. I'm telling you, God is raising up some soldiers. Secretly, God is going to raise them up. Secretly. Because right now, most of us don't really work for God. Don't really work for God. Tosha, remind me of this. Not even before I close. Somebody remind me. The Lord gave me a word that I need to share with you. And and I just let me just say this to you. It's like God is it's like God is saying, Tosha, I admire you and I see you. It's like what God is saying for you. And I'm gonna un, I'm gonna wrap that up before we close. I admire you and I see you. I admire you and I see you. Admire you and I see you. That's what the Lord is saying. So now let's look. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. But if I will enter into life, keep thy commandments. Verses 18. And this young man says, I've kept every single commandment. I shall not murder, shall not steal, commit not adultery, do not bear false witness. Go to the next one. Verses 19. Honor thy father and mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbors. Children, please honor your parents, okay? Even though sometimes you might feel that your parents are not making the right decisions for your life, honor them, okay? Can I trust you all to do that? Hmm? Thank you. Can I trust you all to do that? Amen. The Bible says so that you can live a long life. It's your, your longevity in life is based on how you honor your parents. I think I preached about that before. 
Yeah, you know, sometimes, Keisha, sometimes mommy might not understand you at school. She's not meant to be understood. Your responsibility is to honor and respect her. Don't even say you don't get me. That's not even that. It's for you to honor and respect her. Even though you might feel that what she is saying or what she is doing might not be right for you. All you just need to do, mommy, I honor you and I respect you and I love you. And if you feel that this is what I need to do, I'm going to ahead and do it. Especially because I know your mother won't make you do anything outside of the will of God. Especially when it comes to that. You understand? If she say now, go and go buy me a beer. Say, sorry, I can't. In that case, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't let you respect and you honor her, okay? I'm not, I'm not, I'm just using you as an example to everybody else. Lyndon, same thing. Cassidy, same thing to you as well. Latara, all you guys, same thing to you. Honor your parents so that you can live long. If you don't honor your parents, you look, you look ugly and sour. You, 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 you're not a happy child. You understand? Because the joy is in honoring your parents so that you can also live in peace at home. <laughs> huh? When you honor your parents, you live in peace. Lyndon, when you listen to your mother, you're peaceful at home. Eh? When you don't listen, that's when chaos eats. Anyway, that's some wisdom for you all, alright? So verse 20, the young man said unto him, All these things I have kept from my youth, what lack I yet? And he goes on to say, Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell everything that you have, and give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Next verse. And But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. He had great wealth, he had great money. Next verse, 23. And then he said, Jesus, then said Jesus unto him, unto his disciples. Now he turned around. After speaking to this young man that walked away, he said, he turned around to his disciples and he said to them, it's so difficult for people to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Rich people to enter into the kingdom of heaven. He says it's a very difficult, that's why I said earlier, I admire some rich people that are serving God strongly. He says it's very difficult to, for them to enter. They hardly Listen to what he says. Rich people hardly. So Jesus knew who was in heaven. That scripture shows us Jesus knew. So he says, Verily I say unto you that, that a rich man shall hardly. Some versions of the Bible say that rich men hardly enter. Not shall hardly, but rich men hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. So why? Because of their wealth and because of their riches. They found their wealth and riches to be everything in life. So this young man refused to serve God because of his money. That's what the scripture says. He, he refused to follow God because of his money. And this is the problem. Did anybody find the scripture about Paul? He says, I count everything lost. Philippians 3.8, okay, thanks love. Philippians 3.8, please just get to Philippians 3.8. While I point you to the last thing and then we're going to wrap it up. I've got like 10 minutes, yeah? Okay, cool. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus, 
of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I might win Christ so he says I count everything that I've suffered everything all the things that I've had I count it as lost he says I count it as nothing so that I can do what so that I can win Christ he says now my goal is to win Christ Paul, Paul, Paul is a, a, a profound teacher of the word because he even he even goes on to say he even goes to say shall I obey men or God absolutely not I will not obey man but not a God that's where you must get to the point who we were talking to there was a young girl this morning in Sunday school she was crying she, they, the children she was she she's seven huh? she's nine years old and they kept on saying you seven or eight you seven or eight you seven or eight it offended her that they were lying to her and saying but she knew she knows she's nine but they were saying you seven and eight so she started to cry i'm not seven and eight. i said to her i held her i said you gotta believe your truth you gotta believe what you believe in and if everybody else doesn't believe in you that's fine as long as you know your truth so hold on to your truth don't hold on to their lie but hold on to your truth and most of the times we hold on to the lie and we don't wrap the truth around us so hold on to your truth it will bring you success amen so he says i counted all as loss so that i may gain christ now let's look at the last verse and then we're going to close right the last verse we're going to look at is matthew chapter 6 verses 31 take no thought saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or when shall we be clothed verses 32 okay let's pause it so he's saying take no thought for what you shall eat or what you shall drink or where you should be clothed 32 says for after all these things do the unbelievers seek do the gentiles seek a gentile is considered an unbeliever pagan they 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 seeking off the world and then he goes on to he, he's basically under showing us something that they are seeking after these things they are looking for all of these things so it's kind of like separating us brother dennis trying to say that you shouldn't be seeking after these things you shouldn't be looking after these things you shouldn't be trying to achieve these things in your life then he says in verse next verse pass pass they looking for it they they trying to get it they trying to achieve it they doing everything in their power to become successful in this lifetime but you oh you guys are getting what i'm trying to say they are trying to get that five bedroom house they are trying to get that big business 10 million contract they are striving that's why our politicians are corrupt they they trying to achieve this kind of wealth that is so great but you not so now you know if if i was saying it lyle and these are my words hey you know you you shouldn't believe it but now I'm showing you a scripture that's proving to me, that proving to you that God is saying they they seek after those things, they attempt to be have those things, but you don't attempt to have nothing for yourself. Don't attempt to achieve nothing for yourself, but attempt to achieve something for God. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, 
and the secret will be that those things that they are seeking for and looking for you don't have to seek and look for them they will come and find you they'll come and find you why because you never sought after it most of the times when we see when we that are supposed to seek god don't seek god and we go and try and seek those things we don't even find those things you don't find those things you don't find those things there's some people they're trying to seek hey amen i don't really want you to misunderstand what i'm trying to say as well but these people i remember there was times where i sought and sought and sought money sought with my because i design websites and all that there i push for business there i push for business there i've opened many businesses so i got i think like three businesses are open i was seeking it I, oh yes thank you holy ghost for reminding me I remember when I was in I was at I was in church at the dome and I was sitting in church Andre the guys that run faith what faith network on TBN right they they were there and they were having a like a teledon kind of a thing they call it God encounters and I was in that meeting I don't remember the year it was and I was in the meeting and in my mind in my head in my heart I was saying to God when i achieve certain success because i was i was working for a sales company i was a sales executive and i was making good commission and all that there I, i don't i don't think i was married yet and i was making good commission and i was telling myself and i was thinking in my mind if i achieve this and i achieve that and i achieve this hey, i'll become something great in life i'll become something mighty but then inside of me there was like a call of god on my life And there I was sitting and Andre Andre I forgot his surname yeah Andre he speaks and he says the lean there's a young man sitting down I'll never forget this day there's a young man sitting down you are telling yourself God has called you and God's hand is on your life but you are telling yourself if you achieve this success and you do this you will make it in life God is saying forget about all those things come and serve him full time and i said i'm responding i i felt that in my spirit even though many people went up but i felt that that was he was talking to me so i got up from my seat and i walked down to the altar and when i walked down to the altar the holy spirit slayed me and when i got up from there they even said that i want you to go into this room yeah i didn't know what was going on and in that room when we went into that room they gave me a full uh two years scholarship to study the bible or to go on missions and i took this to study the bible in bible college and that's when i was in durban christian center bible institute for two years i went to go study for free and that's when god started to show me and confirm the call i think back to that time that if i had not responded to that to that call to go and study to do ministry and i thought to myself that i can achieve greatness by myself and i can achieve greatness by working with my own hands i would not be able, i would not be standing talking to you right now the only reason i'm standing and talking to you right now is because i consider everything loss i sacrificed everything so that i could stand and talk to you this never come by osmosis or because i'm friendly remember last time i said i don't even consider myself one of the greatest preachers if you put people in the category of preachers but i know i'm anointed by god i don't even i i won't even put myself in that category 
of TD Jakes and all of them. If I'm coming close to them, they'll say my homiletics is terrible because I don't give you introduction, body, conclusion. I don't give you all of that. I speak what God wants you to hear in the way that is more simple than anything else so that you can understand what I'm saying. So I believe that I would not be standing here and you would not be here and, 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 and we would not have service here if it wasn't for the sacrifice that I've made to serve God fully. And guess what? The best is still yet to come. As we continue to sacrifice, as we continue to pray, as we continue to seek the Lord. There's one thing, someone sent me a message today. There's like three people that sent me a message today. That a girl took a photo of church and they said, they said to me, your church is too small for what God is going to do in your life. You need to start looking for another location. That's what they said to me. And then Annabelle said to me, Annabelle sent me a message as well. Out of the blue, she never said hello, nothing. She was rude. <laughs> she just said, Pastor, hey, church is too small now. Church is small, too small. And it's it, the evidence is going to show so much. And it, and it shows, it shows the church is becoming too small. And I want to achieve, Zama, I want to attempt great things for God. I want to do it. And our next level of faith is to get out of this place into a bigger place. Our next level of faith. I want to attempt it and see if it will work. Like we attempted getting out of the crash, out of my yard to the crash, and out of the crash to that wall, and out of that wall, all we did was attempted, and God did it. But we can't sit and think it's going to happen for us. We can't, we have to attempt it. Some of you are sitting, you haven't attempted it. That's why it's not happening for you. So you gotta attempt it so that God can do it in your life. Amen. They seek after those things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I declare and I prophesy over your life as you are seeking God, as you are seeking to do his will, as you are seeking to carry out the will of God and the plans of God for your life. May God start to add things your way in Jesus' name. Sister Zaini, Sister Sandra, please come. Let me pray with you for a minute. Just open your hands for me. Just stand right here and open your hands. I sense the anointing of God as they they, they, they said that, Pastor, we, we're going out and we're going to visit. We're going out and we're going to pray for people. We're going out and we're going to see people and stuff. And I'm praying for them today. That as they, this scripture, 33, this scripture that speaks as, as they go out to do the work of God. They got jobs. Sister Sandra works. Sister Zaini works. But as they go out to do the work of God. As they go out to do the will of God, I prophesy over their life 
the God will start to add some stuff to them. The God will add to them things that they never even asked for. The God would give them things that they never even say, Lord, I need it. Father, may you do it for them. I anoint them now to do your work. I anoint them and I send them out, oh God, confidently to go and talk to somebody, to go and visit somebody, to go and reach somebody. And as they do it, may you open doors for them. As I pour oil on you, the anointing of God is going to come upon you. In the name of Jesus. Receive the anointing now. Let it be added now. Let it be added now. Death, the 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 let it be added in your life now. Let it be added in your life. Touch, Lord. Touch, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Come, Tasha. Let me pray with you. May they be added to you. May you know no lack. May you know no suffering. As your heart is one to serve the Lord and work for the Lord. Heaven notices it. God, and God looks down on it. And God says, wow, look at my daughters. They want to work for me. They want to serve me, not for recognition, not to be known, but just to serve me. May God do a work in your life. As God acknowledges you, I acknowledge you as well. I esteem you very highly. When you do the work of God, you must be esteemed with double honor. I honor you guys today. I honor the work you are doing because I know you could have been at home relaxing you could be doing something else but you have decided with the leading of the Holy Spirit to do the work of God may you receive double honor double honor double honor double honor may your name if there is a wall of fame recorded in heaven may your name be recorded in heaven on the wall of fame may you always be remembered as people that serve the Lord not just love God but serve the Lord from today you'll have that mindset now that I serve the Lord and every other person that is here I want you to take note of it take note of what they're doing take note of what it is that they are getting themselves connected to young everyone that is here and and catch something from it and you do the same thing and you receive double honor i said to us the last time that 
we no more gonna hear testimonies of I got this job, I got this house, or God opened the door for me. We only want to hear testimonies now in JCMI of people that have done something for God. People that have done something for God. May you come back with a testimony that you've done something for God, that you've won somebody for the Lord. May you come back with a testimony like that. I remove laziness from you. I remove stagnation from you. I remove anything that tells you that you can't do it. May you attempt it today in the name of Jesus. Attempted. 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 Walk down the road and talk to your neighbor. Walk down the road and talk to your friend. Go somewhere and do something for God. Don't just sit and become a Sunday Christian. Young people, don't just sit and become Sunday Christians. In your school, during your break time, in the courtyard, in the in the yard where everybody's standing around, grab a friend of yours that has the same mind, the same heart, and say, let's go do something for Jesus. Let's go do something for Jesus. Let's go and pray for them. They'll consider us mad. They'll consider us crazy. But let's go and do something for Jesus. Imagine a group of young people in school. Imagine being known as in school, in your school, in Ambilo, in Fairvale, in whatever school you are in. There's a bunch of young people that are working for the Lord while they are studying. They are going out and they're telling people in their school about Jesus. You will start one of the greatest trends, one of the greatest things that would ever happen. And when you leave that school, you will leave a mark. Jalen, do it. Grab Keisha. Who else is in Ambilo? Grab Rogan. You might not know what to say. Well, I'm sure you would have an idea. Go walk up to somebody. Can I pray for you? Can I tell you about Jesus? And just grab their hand, even though everybody's looking at you. Somebody will come, Sister Carmen, and they'll pray with them. And start their training, and then the group will grow. Grab somebody, do something. You will have a, a legacy. You'll be known as somebody that did something great. Do something for God, guys. Do something for God. You know, the other day, the Saturday, was this Saturday, Jalen came to me and she said, Hey, Pastor, somebody, they wanted me to come and give my testimony in the opening, but it never happened. There's nothing I'm telling you now. If you are to do the work of God, if you are to go somewhere and do something for God, I can never stop you. I can never stop you. I'll absolutely support you 100% in doing something for God. But do something attempted. Attempted, 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 attempted. I'm in a place now where I'm praying. I'm kidding you not now. Guys, please, I want you to rise up. I want you to rise up. I'm in a place now where I'm praying and I'm saying to the Lord, besides this one, this big uh, crusade that we are going to do, 
I'm in a place of where I'm praying, Sister Zaini. I'm saying, God, where can I go and preach now outside of Wentworth? But I don't want the work in Wentworth to stop. But the work in Wentworth must continue. But I'm saying, I, I need to go. So raise up the soldiers, raise them up. They will come and say, Pastor, we're taking the sound, we're taking the speakers. We're going out. We spoke to the guys. We're going out. Because my mindset now is like, I want to I wanna go out. I want to go reach and I'm going to extend. I want to get, and I'm even saying to the Lord, open up the doors for me to go. I want to even go in higher walls and do something somewhere besides my community. I've worked in Wentworth plus minus 20, 20 something years on the streets. Somebody else needs to take this pattern from me. Somebody else's oil needs to be poured on your head so that you can go and do what I've done in the community and you can go and finish it. I'm telling you, my mindset is that now I need to, I need to get out of my Jerusalem and I need to go to Samaria, especially if the ministry is to grow and increase. Lift up your hands, Sasha. Is the oil still here? Thanks, Brother Dennis. We truly need to find a way of how we can clean these carpets, I tell you. It breaks my heart when I see the photos in the, like Ramon's wedding photos, and I see the, the carpets, it breaks my heart. We need to find a way of how we can get something to just clean these carpets, man. Hey, can see all the water around there. That's all water. It looks terrible. Amen. Sit your hands towards Sasha. Tasha, you're not somebody that wants to be known. You're not somebody that wants to be seen. And sometimes you are not seen truly. But the Lord says, I must tell you that He sees you. He admires you. And that He sees that you want to serve Him. And He sees that you want to work for Him. And that you are ever ready to do His will. Whatever is put at you, you do it. Even though sometimes you get scared and sometimes you're nervous. But He sees how you are ever ready to do His will. I'm going to tell you now. There are still certain things in your life that God is still working on, that God is still fixing in you, and God is still sorting out. And I want to say this very public and very bold because God says, I'm going to tell you that He loves you so deeply, and He sees how much you are, are in love with Him and how much you are loving Him. And he sees those things and he knows those things and you know those things that need to be rectified still and need to be sorted out. And the Spirit of God spoke to me and he again he spoke to me tonight. And he spoke to me before as he told me this. 
And this is what the Spirit of God is saying that I must even publicly let it known that as you continue to remain focused on God, as you continue to remain steadfast, and as you allow God to kind of like detox you, kind of like to separate you from things, separate you from people that are in your life that doesn't reflect His glory, that doesn't bring honor to his name or or just to just to deal with you as you allow him to do it as you allow God and as you identify him and as you speak to God about him and you identify him he will start to do a work in you but as to you this is what the Lord spoke to me in private concerning you concerning what you would be and what you would stand for even in JCMI and I don't care who doesn't think you qualify who thinks you you can't make it or you don't have the ability or you don't have the capacity but as for you the Lord spoke to me privately about you and he said to me that I must tell you that you would be one of the leaders in this ministry you'll be one of the great leaders one of the great pillars in this house because God has seen how you love him God has seen your work ethic God has seen how you do things and in due season as God begins to sort you out as God begins to take things out of you and as everything falls away from you I'm telling you now that even though you are in the background God is about to push you into the forefront God is about to push you into the forefront and it won't be because of anything they, will, they, would, they don't see it now. They don't see what you do privately. They don't see the work that you put in privately. Of how your thoughts and your mind is even for this church. They don't see it. But God says, I must tell you that He notices it. And He has caused my eyes to notice it as well. And he's going to raise you up. And he's going to fix everything that is wrong. He's going to sort you out nicely. Your desires are going to change. I release this anointing on your life now. Can I have some oil? This is only the initial stage. only the beginning of a prophetic word that will unfold and manifest itself through time I anoint you now as a pillar be anointed in the name of Jesus to do the work of God and as God takes things out of you that don't 
glorify him you have been called you have been chosen you have proven yourself above people that were supposed to prove themselves you have proven yourself and god sees it god acknowledges it and i anoint you today may this be the beginning of something amazing in your life may your destiny change your purpose change everything about your life begin to change you will witness it and you will see it and you will give god glory for what is about to do in jesus name amen and amen god bless you so much come on let's give the lord a big hand of praise Amen. Were you blessed tonight? I believe something amazing is going to happen in JCMI. We're going to be having the Brogan. Just put that Easter thing on. Uh, Good Friday, we're going to be having a Easter march. You know that march that we had last last time. So we're going to get ourselves ready for that. We're going to walk all the way down. Amen. Good Friday is coming up soon. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Um, so we're going to have that. And we're going to have a concert, a variety show. Mustn't say concert. We're going to have a variety show on the 16th. But Good Friday, forget the 2021. Only so Brogan actually identified it for me. So we're going to have a Good Friday. We're going to march through winter with the soldiers and Jesus. And Lyle was a soldier. Lyle you are a soldier we need to look for a tall person that can play jesus maybe leo can also be a soldier as well and just give jesus a hiding you know maybe we need a dark jesus this time going to be jesus linden <laughs> so just it's just it's going to be nice there's one church that said they're going to join us uh, so we're looking forward to that they join us as we walk as well around uh, and then we got this the next that variety show the youth thing happening as well on the same 15th i think if I'm not mistaken, no, no, it's the 16th. It's the one with the, like a pineapple. Is it there? You see it? Aha! So we call it Soul Winners Gospel Variety Show. Ten grand a ticket. It's going to be on the 16th of April. So there'll be dance, rap, song, poetry. All of those things are going to be vetted, scanned by myself personally, because we don't want no funny, 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 funny things. So they must come and sing the right and dance to the right music. Everything. It's going to be a good time, and we'll sell some stuff on that day. So something is going to be happening, amen. And April, I think it will be in May that we will attempt now to do that crusade on Ogle Road grounds. Wanted to do it in April, but I said May, let's do it in May. So from now till May, we must, I'm going to start making flyers and we must see if we can get some banners and just put some banners out there and stuff. So from now, we must do open ears leading up to that. Leading up to May, so when May comes, we're going to contact churches. If they don't support, they don't support. But we're going to contact people and we're going to let them know that, yay, there's a crusade coming up. And Jesus is going to be preached. Amen. Are you excited? So guys, get ready. Avail yourselves on, on Saturdays for openings. We're going to take it full force, okay?
So that's the amazing thing that's happening. Don't forget this Saturday is uh, baptism as well, amen. Uh, the youth had an awesome time Friday. Uh, my wife, she's feeling the pain of what she was doing on Friday to like this few days now. She decided to be youthful. <laughs> So we we would pin an obstacle course in the water, so they had to race through the water, jump over that thing, swim, go up the slide, come back down, slide in the water, and it was, it was hectic. I tried it, I had to show them because I was the one that initiated. Yo, I, I was out of breath. I couldn't deal anymore. I laid for a little while, Ramon. I was like, finish, finish, finish. But Aline and Tasha were good sports. They ran and they raced. Unfortunately, my wife came lost and Tasha Peter. Amen. Uh, I was trying to cheer them on, and but it was it was very nice. It was it was a lot of things. If you and I tell you, Lisa was there. You saw Lisa it was nice, huh? And and they were doing amazing things. Amen. So, uh, guys, get ready. That's all I'm saying. For God to do an amazing thing in your life. And I always say to people, never ever think that the work of God. It's that if you don't do it, it won't be done. Always remember that God has a replacement for you. If you don't do it, there's a better replacement for you. Do you know that? If you don't do it, there's a better replacement for you. On that note, thank you, Lord, for reminding me. I want to make it very clear, and I want to make it... One of the days we'll talk about it. Come here, Lennon, for a minute. If I place my hand on Lyndon, right... And I pray for him, and like I, what I did for Tasha, and I put Lyndon in a particular post in the church. You must understand that I do not do it because of anything else. Not because of money, not because of fame, not because I want to be friends with anybody. It's because the Lord has allowed me through His Spirit to see the individual and put them there. When you say that this boy that is placed in his position is not fit for that position or can't achieve that position, not only are you discrediting what me as a pastor is, has done or my choice that I have made, you are you are doubting whether I heard from God or not. You are saying pastor never hear from God and that person is there and, and he shouldn't be there and he shouldn't be standing in the position. That is very demonic and, and, and bad. So try and change your mind about it. Anyone you see, unless you know personally that Lyndon is sinning and you've seen him sin, then you can come and say that he's probably not the right person. And if you feel that they're not the right person, what have you done for the Lord? What have you attempted for God that you feel that this person is not right? Or is it that you are jealous that that person was put there and you were not chosen for that, for you to describe? If somebody says, Lyle is not supposed to be a young adult leader or a youth leader, what is your, your, your weight or how do you value it to determine that he's not, to determine that he's not fit for it? You understand? So when you say things like that, it's like you, you feel that the decision that I'm making personally, if you feel that it's wrong, instead of talking about the individual or saying that the individual is not fit for the post, because you know gossip spreads like fire. Before it spreads like fire and then it has to come to the point of where we had to call you in for a meeting or whatever the case may be, make sure you do yourself a favor and either come to me and say, there's something that I notice about this person that I feel that they're not fit for that position. 
then then I'll, I'll receive that but I have to know that you not mention it to anyone else only person you come in, it means that your intention and your motive is very pure but when you go and you mention it to other people it means that you have an agenda so it mustn't be known in JCMI as that if you feel somebody doesn't qualify are you God have you seen them sleep around or you see them do something that was wrong that makes you feel that they don't qualify if they are slacking or if they are doing something have you even asked them hey I see you slacking in this area are you okay is everything okay working out oh you don't even know maybe they they are no show up is that they've already communicated to pastor pastor already knows why they're not around pastor already knows why they're not busy as they used to but now you don't see them busy you go and talk to them talk about them and say that they're not fit for it come on guys that's that's why Paul says I would have came and gave you meat but now I must give you milk now I must give you milk I'm addressing it like this eh? because I'm addressing it like this because I'm doing it very gently and stuff in love so that you can change your mind I won't approach you about it I'm doing it in love so that you can so that you can change your mind about what you're doing but if it continues then we'll have to call you in and like this is this is a, something you are spreading now and it's becoming funny you understand so learn to love one another when somebody in for example imagine i'm pouring oil on Tosha and somebody sitting there i'm saying Tosha yeah Tosha <laughs> imagine i'm pouring oil on Tosha and some why is she getting oil put on her she's not supposed to be having oil put on her do you know Tosha <laughs> demonic as you sit in there satan has filled your heart and you don't even know that he has filled your heart when somebody when god when somebody gets admired for work or somebody gets in the workplace yeah you can be angry but when it comes to the things of god you must celebrate your sister hey you were told to sing wow aren't we all doing the same thing for god why would you be jealous of sister zaini or sister sander that is going out on the streets doing something and we acknowledge them and you jealous what have you done what have you done so with your level best with your with a pure heart Paul says himself a good conscience in your heart have a good live at peace with all brothers and sisters live at peace so that when somebody gets promoted you'll be next in line God will promote you as well I'm telling you something live in peace with everyone don't have malice and evil intentions in your heart this is something that shouldn't even be preached in the church something that we should live by but I realize that we have to sometimes preach these basic things so that people can understand amen you're happy with me you still love me no one's fighting with me amen you know I like to preach the truth as most of the time so I feel like certain things need to be addressed publicly because it might not be only one person it might be more people that have that in their heart so to just expel that just get that thing out of you you become a good Christian not a sour grape have you seen some sour grapes sister Carmen they walk a Christian but their face is always pulled up pull you pull there's a song that says smile a while and give your face a rest raise your hands to the one you love the best then shake and shake my hands with the one close by and greet them with a smile come let's stand up you're about to close let's sing that song and just do that for me for a minute smile a while and give your face a rest 
Raise your hands with the one you love. Come on now, go around and then shake hands with the one close by and greet them with a smile. Then shake hands, then shake hands with the Close by and greet him with a smile, and then shake hands, and then shake hands with the one. Close by and greet him with a smile. <laughs> Sour grapes in the house of God must fall. Put, you must put on your WhatsApp status. Sour grapes in the house of God must fall. I want to start a trend, amen. How many of us got cell phones? Everybody take your cell phone out. Everybody take your cell phone out. I saw it at Durban Christian Center. I had... Got your cell phones out? Okay, cool. I want you to go to your camera. You got your camera, right? If you got a cell phone? Alright. I mean, okay, you got right. Those that got cell phones, I'm waiting for you. Is, huh? Make your screen face you. Oh, I'm waiting for Brother Dennis. If somebody next to you don't have a cell phone, just grab them and make them come in your photo. Just grab them and just say, come in this motor. You got you got you ready? All right. And take a selfie with them, all right? You got a selfie? Take a selfie. Wait, they're not ready. Take a selfie. Take a selfie, guys. When you take a selfie, then what I want you to do, afterwards you must go on, you must go on your WhatsApp and put, and put on your WhatsApp, hashtag JCMI family, amen. Hashtag Jason and send it to me or send it in the group or something. So we must, this is, oh, and if you can put it on Facebook, put it on Facebook as well, amen. JCMI. So make sure you do your best too. Every Sunday we're going to take selfies, hallelujah. And then you upload your selfie. Upload your selfie, alright? And tag, tag me if you can. Say JCMI family. I saw it at the Urban Christian Center, it was so nice. Did you see it? This is anywhere. He said, take a selfie. I thought it was so nice. Take a selfie, guys. Amen and amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. If you need a love, please don't rush home. Amen. We'll organize for you. Amen. Take a selfie. <laughs>